Predicting the future, or a future event, I would venture to say, is done by most everyone, whether or not they have any interest in ESP. How? Trying to outplay an opponent in a game of cards is one such way. One tries to anticipate or predict his opponent's next turn of the cards. Have you ever taken a chance at a racetrack? In effect, what one does is predict the outcome of the race. A student studying for a final exam, or any exam for that matter, attempts to anticipate or predict the professor's questions. A toy maker predicts next year's trend in business. A dress manufacturer predicts the next season's fashions and so on. We all do it in some abstract manner or another. And it's funny. Many people who are extreme skeptics when it comes to unexplained phenomena are usually the ones who use it most. A fellow once said to me, Ronnie, I'll bet you can't tell me who I'm going to be with tomorrow. In effect, what he did was to predict the outcome of an event. He was so certain it couldn't be done, he was willing to bet on the outcome of his own prediction. When I am asked to make a prediction, which isn't often as I do not encourage it, I find I oftentimes must be alone and in complete darkness with little or no noise. However, that's for me. I am familiar with those who are able to do the same without having to leave the environment in which they are at the time. For the following experiment, try to find the situation best suited to you. You are about to make an attempt at foretelling the future, or at least foreseeing a future event. For the moment, close your eyes and allow your imagination to run completely wild. Think of as many different things as possible, no matter what it is, serious subject. I think you and your friends will enjoy doing the following. 
and will affect some amazing results. Please do not expect anything occult or supernatural in the setup, for it simply consists of one person in the group selecting any object that is not seen by the others. The object is placed in a covered container or under a cup, as long as it can't be seen. The person then places the container in the center of the floor or table. The lights are then turned down as low as possible. The person hiding the object is of course the only one who knows its identity. This person concentrates as hard as possible on the container and object inside. In turn, each person attempts to ascertain the container's contents, but they do not guess at it. From right to left, each person is to state what they felt most strongly coming into their minds. The first person may state a color, a second consistency, a third a shape, the weight, its possible use, or if the feeling is strong enough, a person may wish to state what they feel is the exact object. Everything named by the group should be written down. There should be a time limit, say, three or four minutes. At the end of this time, all the information thus far received is to be compiled, and if possible, an object settled upon. I think you will be quite amazed at the results. As was mentioned, there are many different phases to ESP, and among the many, we have what is known as psychometry, or the ability to ascertain facts which concern an object or its owner by being in contact with the object. Documented evidence shows many crimes have been solved by this method. A well-known case where a psychometrist was brought in was that of the famous Boston Strangler. Not only is one able at times to determine facts about a person by touching an object belonging to that party, but strangely enough, missing objects can be located by this method by touching the person to whom it belonged. A great advocate of this who also had great success was a gentleman named William Dexter. He called it simply contact mind reading. I prefer to call it convoyance, the ability to see by contact. Here is an interesting experiment in convoyance I'm sure you'll want to try with your friends. Have an object to be hidden selected by everyone in the room. It could be anything from a common pin to someone's wallet. Hide it anywhere, but the person who is to locate this object is out of the room and cannot see where the object is hidden. The person returns and is blindfolded. One person is selected to be the contact. The blindfolded person takes hold of the contact by placing his fingertips lightly on the inside of the contact's wrist, just as if the pulse were being taken. There should be complete silence throughout the room, and everyone should concentrate on where the object is hidden. The finder, as we'll call him, should begin to go in a direction in which his strongest impulse sends him. He may wish to change direction several times as these certain feelings come over him. All this time, the contact is taken along with the finder, and of course is concentrating all his efforts on a hiding place, as well as watching out that the finder doesn't trip over something. In fact, it's best to have all coffee tables and chairs moved away before you start. When the finder feels the strongest impulse, and believe it or not, you will feel it, he is to stop and announce he can go no further. Strangely enough, you will find more often than not, the hidden object will be in a very short radius of where the finder is standing. Contact mind reading, or convoyance, has been used many times in successfully locating everything from priceless lost objects to missing persons, and the more you 
next experiment, which requires someone else with you, deals with the utilization of a specific type of card, which is quite easily made up. Take several slips of paper, heavy paper if possible, or better still, some 3x5 index cards, a pencil or felt marker. On one card, draw a large square. On another, a star. On a third, three horizontal wavy lines side by side with a little space in between. They should look like three wiggly snakes side by side going up the paper. On a fourth slip of paper, draw a cross or plus sign. And on a fifth piece of paper, draw a circle. You now have in your possession five basic geometric designs that are used in the testing of ESP. Make a duplicate set of these five symbols and give that set to your partner. Sit across the table from one another. Each thoroughly shuffle your respective sets of cards. One person shall now act as the transmitter and one person as the receiver, the two basic elements needed in the act of performing ESP. The transmitter, as we shall call that person, now gazes at one of his ESP design cards, removes that card from the packet, and holding it back toward the receiving party, concentrates as hard as possible on the design in his hand. The receiver now looks intently at the fan of cards in his hands, and by going on impulse alone, selects one design from his set of cards. These two cards are placed face down on the table, one atop the other neither party knowing the other's card. This is continued until all the cards are paired off into separate packets of two. The cards are now laid out in a horizontal row, still face down, but one set of five cards above the other, still in pairs, but now separated by a space in between. Either party may now have the prerogative of switching cards around until each feels satisfied that their impulse feelings have ceased. Pairs are then turned over, and the degree of accuracy with which the cards were matched is recorded. This experiment should be repeated five times per sitting in order to get a proper average of your accuracy. If you find you consistently get an average of two to three cards matched in each series of five, you can be quite certain that something other than the laws of probability have a hand in this experiment.
in that dear old village churchyard. There I see a mossy man. There's where my mother's sleeping in the cold and silent ground. I was young, but I remember well the night my mother died. There I watched her spirit fading when she called me to her side. Say, dear darling, I must leave you. Angel's voice to guide you on. Pray that we will meet in heaven when your mother is dead and gone. Plant sweet flowers on my grave. Plant sweet flowers on my grave. Promise me if you love me. Plant sweet flowers on my grave. Oft times to her grave I wonder. Flowers to plant with tender care. On the grave of my dear mother. Darkness found me weeping there. Looking at the stars above me. Waiting for the heaven's dawn. For there's no one left to love me Since my mother is dead and gone Plant sweet flowers on my grave Plant sweet flowers on my grave Promise me if you love me Plant sweet flowers on my grave
better off dead than to live his life with me. Me being one old flea. Fred used to scratch his back and sides. Poor old feller, I would run and hide. Then I would sip me a big old beer and wait till the coast was clear. Yes, I know I sound like a shows he was a big success so we were living at the best address life was a pleasure for me he made me a high-class flea and fred won ribbons and loving cups so he outclassed all them other pops but as soon as we were back in the yard i nipped that rascal hard yes i know i sound like a